Welcome to the Contemporary Literature Podcast. The word contemporary means living, belonging to or occurring in the present. So when we talk about contemporary literature, we are talking about literature that is being written in the now about the now. But what does the now encompass? Contemporary literature is defined as literature written after the World War II through the current days. While this is a vague definition, there is not a clear-cut explanation of the concept, only interpretation by scholars and academics. While there is some disagreements, most agree that contemporary literature is the writing completed after the 1940s. Now, I will have the pleasure of interviewing Professor Tanya from the English College. What would you think is the best part of being an educator? The best part of being an educator is to, to see your students improving and developing their skills. In my case, as I used to teach oral skills or speaking, I am really glad when I see the students performing and improving the way they speak the language. And in your opinion, uh, being a professor, what is the most difficult part? The most difficult part since Well, let me start saying that I was a high school teacher before, and then I became a college teacher and been working in both levels and seeing the students without any interest in learning a second language or another language and being like very lazy and uh, not all of them, right? But the majority of the students were like, they didn't care about the a second language. And then when I used to, to see them at college, I say, what are you doing here? If you said that you didn't care about the language and they were like, but now I want to learn English. And sometimes according to the student it's a little bit late. They will not have the background that is needed to, to have a good performance in college. And Sometimes also you get students that may not have the background, but they do get interested in what they're learning and they get better. But those that do not get the interest, they sometimes drop out. And that's what we see mainly in first levels. Yes, that's it. And if they don't drop out because they don't want to feel that they lose then they continue in the same career without the, the real skills to be there. And then they really lose two or three years until the moment that they realize or they are sent to the 
to an orientation with psychologists to tell them, what are you doing here if you are not doing well? And that's, that made me sad. That's that right. made me sad because I used to think on how much time the person has been wasting time, money, resources, and confidence because you didn't want to, to understand that it wasn't for you. And imagine if this person um, doesn't get like the guidance from a psychologist, they might graduate all, with all this hard working and then with this degree, they will not have a job that they might be interested in. And in the future, you will see them like complaining about the work they have. And that's why we have to be sure about what we're doing and studying. About what you have said, I have to tell you that one of the biggest mistakes that people used to have or think when they enter to the English school is that English is to be a teacher. And that's not right. English is a career in which you will learn deeply what a language is about, because it is about phonetics, literature, grammar, conversation, composition, reading, and so many other aspects. And if you review the curriculum or the syllabus, you will notice that there are not subjects for methodology. Then thinking that when you finish English, you will be a teacher is a wrong idea. When you finish English, you are supposed to be or to master the different aspects that that language involves. And then you are supposed to move to, an, to the faculty of education, then to study methods, techniques, resources, methodology about the language. That is the difference. And when you get to a school without that knowledge, then you will have troubles and you will feel afraid and scared because you will not know how to teach, which is different. Having the knowledge on the language is not a synonym of knowing how to teach. And this is a problem that comes not only from people that are in the career, but also from outside. When someone asks me, what are you studying? Uh, and I say English, uh, they, this, they immediately say, are you gonna be a teacher? And we are not studying to teach. And we get the opportunity with different projects to teach um, other kids or with you, with college students. But this is just a project to put into practice what we know, not to be a professor. We're not preparing to be a professor here. That's true. It's to become experts or to have more knowledge in the language. And that's it. Because also uh, they think uh, we are learning just English. We just know how to talk, how to uh, write. But 
when you go maybe to a person that is a native speaking English and you ask some questions about a random subject uh, that we study, they might not know because their English is from is something that comes naturally. They don't sometimes they don't look for the structures for more information of why this language is written or why you have to say things like this and not in other ways. That's true because when you learn your mother tongue, you learn it unconsciously. Yeah. You learn it from the environment. From a, as better the environment you are living in, better will be your background in your mother tongue. And that's also right that when you ask a native speaker, they will not know about grammar or parts of a speech. They just know how to do it because it's naturally, not learned. In our case, we learn that a, this word is a sub, is, I'm sorry, a noun. The other one is a verb, an adjective, an adverb. But we learn it. If we are asked in our mother tongue the same parts of a speech, we will probably be hesitating in the answer because we just speak Spanish. We are not Spanish specialists, which is different. And including this, uh, do you think literature is important when learning a new language? or getting better in your own language if you're a native? Yes, literature is important because when you are a good reader, you learn a lot of vocabulary through reading literature. You will not only acquire more vocabulary, you will acquire grammar, composition. You will acquire a different point of view. You will be traveling around the world through the words of an author. You could also um, become or, or have a knowledge on history or any other subject the book is based on. So absolutely, you will learn a lot by reading literature, absolutely. Being a reader is, in our countries, not that common. That's true. We don't, have, we don't have the culture of reading. And that's what sometimes get, make us like being frustrated when the student is asking if they have to read a couple of pages to do any assignment. And they are like, wow, five pages, but it's nothing. It, 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 before, when we were at school, no one asked you if you wanted to, to read a chapter of a certain novel. You were asked to read the entire novel by yourself, not in groups of 20 people reading just one chapter, each one of them, without knowing what the other chapters were about. No, that was not an option. You had to read the book and that's it. And the worst and part is sometimes students don't even read that single chapter. Yes, they just focus on right now, 
kids are just focused on reading that small chapter or couple of pages and well hardly they read the two pages hardly they look for right. a summary yes they will go to the internet and look for a summary that's true but they don't know what the person that is going to speak before or after what what is it about they don't know so what do you think about contemporary literature well contemporary literature is about the literature uh, from nowadays it yes. is as you said before the period after the world war ii right until today and yes. what what i like from this kind of literature in the in some aspects like it is a lot based on society problems and in politics and uh, you could know about those topics deeply more than what you are reading in news or that stuff because uh, they give you a description on what was going on at those moments in which you um, you didn't know exactly what happened and by the way I, yesterday I, I was watching a movie on TV I couldn't finish or or um, watch it completely but it was about a nurse her brother wanted to go to the war and and she went to to be a nurse there where the conflict was just to um to see her brother coming to the hospital where she was working in and i was surprised because she didn't want him to die alone right and and then I was like, wow, this is very surprising when he wanted to be there just to see him. I was like, wow. And at last she saw him die. And after that, she became a writer and she wrote about that war. It was England versus Germany and she was in the front it was really touching I want to, to watch again the movie the total movie because could you imagine you being a nurse and being your brother dying that must be really hard horrible worse. of course it is First, dying the love of her life and then her brother uh -huh, exactly and then it, it it was like wow i was so surprised and i i was like my goodness i i i will not like to be in her position no but anyway <laughs> then you you could 
learn about personal experiences of people being in those kind of troubles and being there and reading about their their positions, their points of view, you learn. And it makes you also more sensible to other human beings' problems. And that's why I consider that this literature is important. It's true. And one of the main topics of this um, contemporary era is that authors started writing about their feelings. They started like breaking all those rules that were back in the days that they didn't talk about depression, um, feminism, racism, they didn't talk about sexuality, and nowadays they just break all those rules and start to speak their se themselves, they start telling all their experiences through literature. Yes. And as you mentioned, I like that you mentioned a movie, because people uh, tend to think that literature is only novels, books of 500 pages, and that's not true. You can watch a movie, you can watch, uh, go to the theater, watch. I like that you mentioned a movie because people uh, tend to think that literature is only novels, books of 500 pages and that's not true you can watch a movie you can watch uh, go to the theater watch series and all of that it contains literature yes that's it that's true um do you like any contemporary authors well there is one that i loved and not only me it's almost everybody in my family likes the same one it's not in english but it doesn't matter because it, reading is reading no matter the language and good writers are good writers no matter the language That's i love isabel allende oh yes She's i love amazing yes i love the way she described people places the she's a fiction writer also the way she uh creates in her mind the different places like in the trilogy of the city of the beast the kingdom of the golden dragon the forest of the pygmies i have read that trilogy like twice oh, wow. and every time I read it it's like the first time you always find something new something you didn't notice the, uh, the, the first yes. time in the previous time yes I uh, also read the house of the spirits Eva Luna I uh, read the Ines of my soul which is a uh, historical novel that includes also a war 
I read in the midst, no, I'm reading in the midst of winter, which is uh, with the setting is in New York City. Uh, I haven't finished yet because I have to work and, and I have many things to do at the end of the year. I read Paula, among others, and I would like to read, I read Maya's notebook. Did you? No, I, from her, I have read Paula and started one, but I can't remember the name of the book. I had it in my Kindle and it passed away in the um, quarantine. So I'm looking for that book because I discovered her when I was in high school. That I, I read Paula in high school and uh, I took the book from the library and totally loved it, but haven't continued with her the rest of her novels. I don't know why. I just kept read, reading other authors and I need to go back to her because I love the way she writes. I recommend to you to read Maya's notebook. It started, well, it is about uh, an adolescent. She went through a lot of stuff and situations. And as I said before, I'm a, a very sensible person. And I was like, oh my goodness, it happened to her. She was declared like a crazy one. She was in drugs, she was raped. Um, well, she was persecuted by the mafia. Well, a lot, and she was only like 16, 15, 16 years old. Wow, a very really hard life. Yes, it was a very hard life. But it is really interesting. I recommend to you to read Maya's novel. I like Isabel Allende very much. And it is really nice when it is a Latina because yes. we always hear recommendations from, I don't know, from people from the US, from the UK. And there are a lot of great authors here in America, and we need to read more um, from our roots, and especially here in Panama. We, uh, I, I was interviewing an author, uh, and she says that she does not get any kind of support from editorials and she's a self-published author so she had to do all the work get herself an editor editor and they go through a really hard time to get their work published because here in panama they don't get enough support from this whole industry a, a book written by an Mexican author, which is Laura Esquivel, mm -hmm. that um, she wrote Como Agua para Chocolate. De agua para Chocolate, sí. Yes. yes. <laughs> Como Agua para Chocolate. And I think that is a, a bit similar to what Marifeli was trying to, to get into with her, her book. 
and uh, Laura Esquivel uh, throughout the different recipes that she presented in the chapters was talking about the Mexican War, the, the rights. She was talking about the women's rights that they didn't have. And I think that actually they don't have in Mexico because that's a country of machos. That's right. Right? And even it is not a, a big book because it's just 173 pages. This was the position of a woman in a world of men, which is interesting. And I remember this book when I was reading about the book that Mary Felix uh, wrote. It is really important to focus or at least give an opportunity to these kinds of themes because we don't read enough about what is important. And I'm not saying that we always need to read these specific themes that are really relevant for our lives. We can also read um, fantasy books that just talk about fairies and whatever just to have a good time but sometimes we we should um, get this information we should enrich our knowledge with what we have we could be uh, dealing with different genres not only one the only one i don't like is terror no why <laughs> because I, i i don't like to be like stress waiting oh. for going on or people dying or animals killing <laughs> or humans with animals. I don't really like it. So this is the only one that I don't really like a lot. But yeah, besides yeah. that, I, I used to read what I could see in front of my eyes. I understand that. This was the interview with Professor Tanya. I hope you like it and come back for the next episode.